This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, brought to you by Profits Plus Solutions. Increasing your profits, plus building your business for the future. We are Profits Plus. You can find us at ProfitsPlus.org. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the profitable business network. Now, the host of Small Business Conversations, principal of Profits Plus Solutions. Here is Tom Shea. Good evening and welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming and joining us tonight. It's a Thursday night. It is November 21st, 2019. And this is our monthly get-together where we, uh, depending upon where you are in the world, we gather by the fire. We take, we sit, and we discuss aspects of business. Every month, we go out and find somebody, a person who is an expert in some aspect of business, Perhaps you have read of them, some of their materials, some of them you've been prior guests on our show, all of them experts that deal with small business management. And each month, this guest is a kind person who takes and says, yeah, I'll donate my time. I'll be glad to sit and talk to people and discuss what it is that I know. And our guest tonight is no exception. Uh, Well, he's an exception in that he's already done it a bunch of times. As I mentioned in one of the announcements, I would call him the Renaissance man because every time he comes on the show, he's got something new. He's got something different. He actually finds things because he's such a student of small business. He finds things, calls me up and says, hey, have you read this yet? This is really interesting here. This, this ought to make like a really good show. You ought to have this on the show. And uh, tonight is no exception. This is, this is what we're here for, is to discuss aspects of business for you. Um, when he comes on, because he's been on frequent enough, I don't have to take and uh, make the call or send the email and say, okay, tell me what songs you like or whatever. He always likes music that deals with Money, making money. So uh, here's what I picked for him. I think he'll like it. I think he'll like it. Ron Freeman, are you there, my friend? Yes, singing along. Good song for you, I think. Yes, no problem. What, Cindy Lauper? Uh, Madonna. Madonna, Madonna. Okay, see, I'm not the... Okay, yeah. there's a thing along with it. <laughs> uh, there's a limit as to how many songs I can find out there that have the word money in, in the word. So I, I put material as, okay, it's close, it's up there. So thanks for joining us. Let's take and uh, get to business night. Thursday night, November 21st, 2019. This is Small Business Conversations. As always, we record the program. Later tonight, Bruce Giroux, our information stud in Orlando, will take this website uh, information, this, this recording, do something fancy to it to make it work right, and we'll put it up on the ProfitsPlus.org website. Uh, Therefore, it's in what we call an MP3 file, and you can download it to whatever you like to listen to, your your phone, if you still got an old-fashioned iPod, whatever, help yourself to it. And it's also there as a click and listen link. So you just click, turn up the speakers on your computer, and sit back and enjoy. Hit the pause button whenever you need to do something and come back in. We also now have small business conversations available on a whole bunch of podcast services. So here we have Anchor, Apple Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play. Relatively new, iHeartRadio now has small business conversations. Overcast, PocketCast, Podbean, Radio Public. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Apple HomePod, and Google Home. And as of 
this afternoon. We are now on Pandora. Somewhere in there, if you're a podcast listener, you're going to find it somewhere there. Just pick out the one. And the neat part is when you subscribe to any of these services, when we put a new program up, then you get a message that says, new program up, new version of uh, Small Business Conversations that you can, can listen to. Join us for any minute. And by the way, with our new one, Pandora, the backlog of all of our programs, it's already up there also. While we're together tonight, we do watch email. For those of you who got the announcement email-wise, you can simply click on the reply button, and we will take and see that and be glad to answer. If you are on Facebook, you can connect with me there. Send me your message with a, hey, just happen to think of this question that I want to ask Ron. Uh, get the man on the phone for me here. So that being the case, um, I think about a person out in the state of Wyoming. And I was working with the uh, SBDC there, the Small Business Development Center. As you all remember, we had the president of SBDC on our program back in March for uh, National SBDC Day. And uh, in visiting with this person, they were open with me and explained that they had uh, lost a business already, gone under. But they were back. They had taken another shot at it, good for them, and now they had problems again. And they mentioned a person who shall remain nameless, and this is one of these so-called gurus out there, these people who sell you the opportunity to talk to them or become members of their club, and you get to be a, a silver member or a gold member or a platinum member or whatever else they call it, and you, you get this email every month, and you get a, a pre-recorded message that comes to you and, and things like that. It's not personalized to you. It's just stuff that they send out. And he's explaining to me that he doesn't understand what's happened. Because one of the things that he does is I'm already up to the upper level of the inner circle with this guru, and it hasn't fixed anything. So I'm curious, and I asked this person, how much are you paying for that anyway? Not a moment's hesitation. $900 a month. Ouch, 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 ouch. And I said, so here's the first suggestion. Okay, you, you trash can that service and you unsubscribe to it. I said, look at it. It didn't do you any good with the last business. And from what you're telling me, it's not doing you any good with this business. Why do you bother with that? Well, not sure where the person is today in their business. But tonight's suggestion that comes to us from Ron deals in the vein, but it's got a, like a really good price tag. <laughs> it's called free, F-R-E-E, -E, no charge, gratis, uh, and whatever neat words we could look up in the dictionary to explain this is a service. So Ron again calls up, and as we're visiting one day, he tells me that he is a volunteer for this organization, and he says it would make a really neat topic. Yes, it would. So Ron, as you're there, Let's start yep. talking about it. What What is this organization that you volunteer for? SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. Which stands for? Well, it used to be standing for, I believe, Senior Corps of Retired Executives when it was founded in 1964. But they just go by SCORE, and the website that is the public website is SCORE.org. Okay, score.org. Okay, everybody got that? Where you go looking for? Score.org. Uh, who created it? Um, it's sponsored by the SBA. So there's funding from the Small Business Administration, though I don't know what the national budget is, but each there's chapters all across the country. And we don't get very much funding at all because it's all staffed by volunteers, though some of the larger chapters have uh, small paid staff, like an office staff, for where 
uh, administration happens for that chapter and where mentoring meetings with the uh, clients are. So we will sometimes meet in these private uh, space that we rent offices or we meet in public places like a Starbucks or someplace else or a lot of mentoring happens by phone. Okay, so now the word for a person who volunteers such as yourself is you are a mentor. Correct. Correct, okay. Uh, as a, a mentor, you get paid nothing, absolutely nothing. Well, we get right? paid with, uh, let me say this, in all my business, when I was in paid business, the reason I did it is I helped small businesses grow and the satisfaction of watching them grow and the thank yous by them and their families was like when my kids were young and growing up and having accomplishments, they make you proud from ear to ear. When businesses that I work with grow the same thing, now I don't get paid for doing it, but I still get that same satisfaction. So that's why I volunteer and mentor. Seeing somebody who starts a business and to have them become successful. Um, so let me ask you, tell me if you agree with this one or not. Uh, my belief is that when I look at people who are first responders, police department, fire departments, EMTs, uh, people who drive the ambulances, people who are receiving that person as they would come into a hospital, whatever it is. That's my one group. My second group are people who are in the line of fire <laughs> in the military, okay? Not being disrespectful to someone who's sitting at a desk, but for the person whose life is literally on the line by what they're doing someplace in the world. I look at those two groups of people and think those have to be the bravest people out there for where they put their, themselves every day that they're on the job. But as soon as I get past that group of people, to me, the bravest person out there is the person who's got the, shall we say, the guts to go out and gamble it and open a small business. <laughs> I think that, that's, that's really awesome that somebody wants to do it. And, and I hear what you're saying. To, having the opportunity to help somebody do something in their business and see them be successful because they are not only creating a salary for themselves, a spouse, children, employees, and employees' families. So, so speaking of that, uh, what's the definition of a small business? What's, what's, how do I fit in my, before I become I'm a big business? They have no uh, – I've challenged them on that in my local chapters because uh, I volunteer for two different chapters. And they don't really have a defined one what a small business is on there. They will allow me to mentor with uh, – well, I was asking my local hospital is, I would say, in a bit disarray because of the acquisitions they were – had to do and the acquisitions that are happening to them and having like three physical hospitals with three different uh, electronic systems for everything has caused them a total disarray. And, you know, I've seen it from patient side to, uh, I could say, people working for the hospital um, unloading onto uh, my shoulders and ears knowing I was sort of in the IT industry. Ron, can you help them? Can you do things? And I have, they haven't per se asked me yet, but I've gotten permission from SCORE that I could volunteer for them too. So really small is whatever you want to make it uh, to be on there. But, Tom, let me jump back for a second on your okay. uh, tiering of uh, small business and being in the second tier of heroes uh, from the starting up. Um, I would say one other thing to it. I generally agree with you, but the issue that I find with businesses starting up, there are 
two classes of them, prepared ones and non-prepared ones. Some people open the business because they have a hobby and didn't do their homework yet and jump into it, and they need to really do some more research first, and we see a lot of them on score saying, where do I go, how do I do a business plan, how do I start any which direction? And then we have ones that do a lot of planning first, again, with or without score, but do their homework and figure out what their cash flow needs are and who their vendors are going to be and what licensing they need and on and on and on like that. And then, you know, decide to open a business and need help managing uh, all the environment that's happening to them right, left, up and down in every direction. And both of them are in need of working with SCORE. Um, but I get very frustrated on the ones that just jump into it knowing we've done very little homework and then jumping into business and then closing it because they've, they never did any education for themselves of trying to take that business out of their house, for example, or out of their basement as a hobbyist. That lack of, that lack of knowledge yeah. is, is rampant. I, I had occasion yeah. last week. Um, it was in the pharmacy industry. And let's see, I, I would camouflage them enough. This person is the head of continuing education for one of the state pharmacy associations. This person is themselves a pharmacist and has gone to the extent of having a doctorate. And I was asking him about their 2020 educational program and what they were going to be offering at pharmacy E because like a doctor in many other professions, there is a requirement that they have continuing education for them. Mm -hmm. And I asked the person, well, you're a state association. What about the community pharmacist? You know, the local, the independents. What about your community? Well, we, we teach clinical, which is basically how to fill prescriptions and all the stuff that's going on with new medications and things like that. And I said, well, let me ask you this question then. Since that's what you focus on, where do the community pharmacists in your state learn how to run the business that they own? <laughs> and without a moment's hesitation, the answer was, I just expect that they all have degrees in business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that thought. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. Uh, I see colleges out there that have courses. Uh, I ran into one recently. I was talking to a CPA firm, and they said, well, this college in our area has courses in retail. And I was, I'm curious to ask, and I called the college, and while it is truly in retail, it is for people who want to work for Walmart because they're in that region of the country. And Walmart helps prop up this state college to help them develop people who are going to be the ones who are the analyst of the information within their giant company. Now, granted, people could work someplace else, but that's what they do. You know, I, I don't see people picking up somewhere uh, a four-year degree or even a two-year degree that's here's how to be the owner of your own small business like that. I see economics and stuff like that, but I'm not seeing the rest of it. It seems to be missing. Um, you mentioned the comment. Let me ask you about this one. I want you to explain this point to people. You said that in volunteering to help this hospital that you asked SCORE about permission for volunteering at that hospital. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. Now, we had a discussion the other day about other than that smile on your face that you're going to get and that warm, fuzzy feeling, what, can, what all do you get to benefit as having been a volunteer? You know, what, what can that person who owns the business do to express their thanks for your having helped them? 
Nothing financially. Absolutely nothing. Uh, As a mentor, there's requirements of us. There's certain uh, retraining and ethics requirement that we have to pass through uh, online courses. And uh, in a lot of scores, there's mentoring of mentors that need to be done to make sure you're listening to the uh, client because listening is very key. We're not allowed to, you know, being in business for so long and with so many things, you may jump to a conclusion, oh, this is what, I've seen this before, this is what's going to work for you. No, that means usually you're assuming things. You need to really listen and understand where they are to offer suggestions uh, and recommendations for them. We can't tell them you must uh, implement this. That's still up to the business. We're just advisors and support we're giving to them uh, from our expertise and what it may be because the volunteers in SCORE have a vast background. They are CPAs. They are bankers. They are marketing people. They are business people. There's uh, factory people that have managed, you know, production and things like that. So we can mentor, you know, a business that is, you know, manufacturing something, producing something. Uh, it's not just totally for retail on there. Um, even though majority of them are retail, and that's, you know, where, you know, we get the clients uh, coming from, be it through the website or directly to the local chapters. You would include things like, uh, I did a webinar for an organization today called IDA, the International Detailing Association. These are the men and women who own businesses that make our vehicles look really, really good. Cool. And it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. more, more than just a somebody who's got a car or a truck and a bunch of stuff that they bought at an auto parts store to do it. There's a I won't say a knack. There's a professionalism level to them. They are a business. You could work with them? Yes. Certainly. Mm -hmm. So um, 22 after the hour, time for a quick station break, and then we got some more questions to ask of our guest. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Guest tonight is our friend Ron Friedman, truly a friend, neat guy, have known him for a a bunch of years. Um, Ron, tell people who you are, where they find you. Um, I'm Ron Friedman. Um, The easiest way to find me is by phone, really. And my phone number is 607-731-5990, and that's by text or by calling. A lot of times you have to leave messages because sometimes in I'm in rural parts of the country where there is not consistent cell service <laughs> on there. Mm-hmm. Um, an email address that can be used also is ronf, R-O-N-F, at F-B-C, standing for Friedman Business Consulting, and just the three letters, dash or the minus sign, LLC.com, like Limited Liability Corporation.com. Okay, so uh, for those who don't know you, uh, if I were someone who was getting to meet you through SCORE, I'm going to guess my first question is, so what's your qualifications? What are your qualifications, Ron? Okay, Uh, I'm an engineer by training, uh, electrical and manufacturing uh, with a background in economics and psychology. And my early years were in factory automation. But uh, we wound up uh, getting involved with the original PCs in 1982 and doing custom programming, which ultimately involved to owning a retail computer store with uh, four full-time technicians, etc., to ultimately, which what most people know me for, 
is getting into retail consulting and helping small retailers across the country grow uh, from everything from accounting inventory control software to loyalty programs, gift card marketing, email marketing, websiting, the works. And ultimately, my business had a shingle representing NCR, which the older folks may know as National Cadre Register. Yes, those, old, those of us who are the old ones do remember NCR. <laughs> very, very true. So how did you get into this? How, where, where did you find SCORE? Where did SCORE find you? That's a question I have to think about. I'm not sure. I, I've always knew it out there. And I think back, if my recollection calls, in the late 80s, IBM had a big downsizing uh, during one of the down, economic downturns. Uh, and uh, SCORE was in the news because a lot of people that took early retirement from IBM needed something to do. And that's where I first heard of SCORE that a lot of people were volunteering for it. I just it always stuck in my mind from back then, and then I've always followed them and seen them in some of my news feeds and things like that. But I didn't get involved with them for my own business uh, until after I sold it, and then looking for volunteering and keeping up the type of things that I was doing, but to volunteer and do it when I joined the an upstate New York chapter and then uh, West Palm Beach chapter in Florida. Okay, and it's become a love of yours. As much as you love business, this has become a, a love and a passion for what you like oh, to do to absolutely. help people. Absolutely. Okay. Shy of names and locations, mm-hmm. can you tell us some examples of who you've worked with or what kind of oh, business absolutely. you've worked with? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you two. One I was thinking of as you were talking about uh, the lack of training of people in school you know, or some class, is I just had a local friend graduate uh, massage school for, you know, 18, I think, months it was. She was going there to be a professional masseuse. And uh, she ultimately wanted to go. She worked for someone else, a larger group, but um, they would pay her by the hour, but the tips were not pushed or anything. And uh, the pay was... (laughs) near minimum wage, you know, the, the, I'd say the new minimum wage that a lot of states are employing. Still not enough to uh-huh. live on and spending all that time in school. But they gave her no really business experience about opening up her own business on, you know, the dollar amounts needed, how many massages she would need to do a day, uh, marketing of the business and all of that. And I've been working with her uh, from everything to helping her analyzing uh, the you know, number of massages needed to pay for the sublease that she was getting in a salon to marketing, et cetera, on it. And she's just been in it now for three months. The success will still be proven, but she's certainly on the right track. And even in a month like November where she's not getting too many massages because of some light cancellations, people this time here in my opinion cancel you know, oh, something else takes a priority, like shopping and, and, and Thanksgiving. <laughs> but they'll need massages after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Their family would need to press those down. Uh, to another one was in um, West Palm, and I suspect there's other SCORE councils that do it. They will focus on existing business besides the startups. And when existing business approaches them, uh, they can put together what they call a SWAT team of multiple SCORE mentors. And one of the teams I was on, there was a CPA, a uh, marketing person, a project leader, myself. So there was the three or four of us on the team. The business uh, was in coffee roasting. The husband and wife somehow got a knack of roasting coffee, uh, and they entered in a national competition. They had one location you know where they served the coffee and sold it and they won the national contest and suddenly you have the ranks of a whole food saying we want to buy this and so suddenly the husband and wife team you know we did a couple employees were running in every direction you know one had to roast five days a week just to meet the wholesale demands and the other was trying to run by themselves the uh the you know the cafe and they were losing money to, and with sales of, I would say, 
you know, almost three quarters of a million dollars and weren't even paying themselves and, you know, couldn't finance any more to do it. And the SCORE team came in and we looked at financials. We made a lot of recommendations. Myself, I was involved in two major recommendations. One uh, for my expertise is I totally redesigned their loyalty program. And uh, that has turned everything around for them, they will say, uh, both for the customer satisfaction and revenue for the business. And the other thing they needed was uh, they had an old roaster, and roasting coffee in an old roaster, it's all an art form because you have to vary the speed of the drum, the temperature, the, um, the humidity, the length of time in it. You know, everything you can think of you have to vary, and it may vary also on the beans itself to do it. And when you're trying to do a consistent product in high volume, it's like, oh, my gosh. And if the owner would get sick, you know, or something, or the machine breaks down, they could be out of business. So they knew they needed to get a new roaster, and they couldn't get it. And no banks would loan them more money. So I told them, this is a perfect product for leasing. And ultimately, they uh, qualify for lease because there's hardly any depreciation for a device like that. And they were smart enough to approach a vendor at a trade show. So after it was used for a week or whatever at a trade show, they got a $5,000-plus discount on a virtually brand-new unit. And now the thing is like, you know, you set it and forget it. It remembers how you uh, roasted it last time and all those variations. And you almost just say, start, and it does it. And so now the husband business owner can – do other things to help the business grow, and he's not bound to running the roaster and doing the art form of it. And they've created even now more products like a cold coffee and all the other things that you would get in a Starbucks on there. And now they're, I think, about $1.5 million in revenue and making money. There we go. So we're at the bottom of the hour. It's time for our station break. You know, we have no sponsors to our program. Uh, this is a free service that comes from Profits Plus Solutions. And this is a guest, Ron is, who has, all of our others, has donated their time to come and be with us. But we do at the bottom of the hour put, throw in uh, what we call the commercial break to give our guest a moment to get a quick drink of water. Let's see. Ron, you have... Uh, one minute and 24 seconds, unless you just want to sit and listen to the, to the music. And as I mentioned earlier, Ron likes music that deals with money. Here we go. See, I told you I'd find you some money there, Ron. How's that one? There you go. Very good. Okay. Group of ABBA. Uh, oddly enough, here in Florida, um, yeah. ABBA used to live part-time yes. right down the road from us. I can remember in our business working with their interior designer, uh, selling products for the home and, and getting going over to look and go, oh, so this is this big, huge house that the group – ABBA lives in when they come to sit down here on the coast. 
Uh, Ron was with us in February. Ron's the one who brought us the program where we discussed the what became a calculator on the ProfitsPlus.org website, which the how to create a loyalty program using gift cards instead of, of discounting. Um, was an extremely popular session that we did. And Ron and I have already discussed that uh, in the uh, new year, 2020, Ron's going to be back, and we're going to have a discussion as to how do you design the program? How do you put it together so that a, a program brings you people, brings you repeat customers, and does not get you into discounting as a way to draw people. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we haven't decided what month it's going to be, but Ron will be back because we're going to take last February's program. And if you didn't hear it, again, go up to the website or go through one of your podcast services and look for, am I right, Ron? February 2019 right. was when you were on the program. Yes, it was. I mean, technically that one didn't have anything to do with loyalty, but uh, everything else you said about it was right. It's basically using gift cards to replace discounting and uh and the calculator is to do that to help you decide what you can uh you or how what level of gift card you can use as that coupon or sale uh from percentage off type of discount what would work and what the uh return would be on it and the average ticket so it asks a lot of questions about that so uh technically it doesn't have anything to do with loyalty but when we would get together again is how to design a loyalty program which uh guaranteed to work and but there is a gift card tie-in to a successful loyalty program hint yeah uh, the one of the things that got us going on discussion was i have a, a friend who owns a business and uh, as I shopped there, I can remember the first experience, which was just a, are you a member of our loyalty program? And they call this loyalty, the loyalty program. No. And you get this really crappy sales pitch, want to join. I go, that's it? I mean, you're not going to like hand me a flyer to take home, whatever, and say, do you know that we like to show our appreciation to people who shop frequently with us? Uh let me give you this to, to look at, and we'd be glad to have you a part of the program and, and tell me, hey, here's some of the special things that you do for it. Okay, well, that was their first mistake. The second mistake was a subsequent visit and getting to the cash register, and the person asked, you remember our loyalty program? Yes. Okay, what's your phone number? Well, the sad part is they get your phone number, they ask your name, they don't get your email, so they don't do any marketing to you, and they haven't asked if that phone number is a cell phone that they could text you or ask permission if they could text you. And in making a purchase one day, I get this, are you a member? Yes. What's your phone number? Yes. Oh, I mean, they've got it totaled up. They've got the whole purchase totaled up. And the person says, hey, you got $20 in your loyalty program. You want me to take it off your bill? <laughs> And, and as, this is Ron's words, okay? Ron says, you just took money out of the cash register. No, no. That's a no-no. That's a real no-no. Not supposed to do stuff like that. Uh, that's the type of things that uh, supposed to. we're going to talk about. All right, so let's talk about, Ron. Uh, you go to the score.org website, and when you are getting paired with somebody are you always paired with someone who is local to you or i mean can you go outside your region as a, the as answer a mentee is yes yeah good question it's yes and yes based on your zip code is which chapter is assigned to you but if the expertise isn't there uh there is no limit on where we can source a mentor to match to you. Uh, but I do want to make sure we mention a few other things about SCORE. Mentoring is what we're most known for, but there is a lot of other tools on the website for anyone 
of webinars, courses on demand, uh, online resources, and one other big thing all the chapters do, some do more than others, is a lot of local events, a lot of workshops, either individually or tied through the local library and or the local chamber of commerce. And you don't necessarily have to be a member of the chamber to attend. Most are free. Some have, depending on the chapter, a small fee for the workshops. Okay. Uh, can you put a dollar amount to small fee? Five to uh, – the most I've generally seen is like $25 for a big event with food and a round table of um, – uh, experts, you know, that are known that have written something or started very successful business that you're looking to definitely hear. Like I know West Palm does one for like uh, women-owned businesses, and they usually bring in a panel of incredible speakers. But there's usually, I think, lunch turn uh, also with that, and so there's like I think a twenty-five dollar fee, if I recall. So when you have an event. And it's five bucks to go to this event. You're telling me that I can go to an event, spend an hour or so at this event, and it's going to cost me less money than the two than you and I going somewhere and sitting down and having a cup of coffee. There's there's that much content. Yes, yes. And these are you know these are score mentors and or other professionals that are volunteering their time to teach under the SCORE label. Folks, I think this is something really cool. This is like amazing stuff. Again, you get partnered, mentored by someone who is a professional. You've heard Ron talk about you know, his areas of expertise. Uh, as I have read on the SCORE website, uh, they report more than 10,000 people volunteer to help with this. And then when you go to the website, score.org, and put in your zip code, there's 300 SCORE chapters that you can connect with to go to these events, be they at a library, a local college. I know in Arkansas, uh, the college across the river from us. Uh, I see their announcements. Uh, this is this is who we have special coming in. Come in and uh, participate. It could be a person whose expertise is setting up the legal entity of the business and someone to teach you aspects of accounting and all these type of things that Ron has to told us about. Pretty amazing stuff. We take a quick pause right here. We're going to be back next month, have another guest, um, let me see if we can talk to her just a quick second here about what she's going to do for us. When we get together next time, we have another special guest. Had the opportunity to read another great magazine. It dealt with the aspect of managing and owning and leading your business. And it was one of the finest pieces I had ever read. And I'm thinking tonight as we are having our program that the author of that article is listening in. Gwen Bortner, are you there tonight? I, I am. Well, thank you for sitting in on tonight's program. But you get a different seat when you come back to the program next time. You're going to have the seat of special guest. And as I've already told everyone, I was so impressed with that article. It's such an important message for people to understand. Uh, Thinking that they don't all subscribe to that magazine, would you give them a little insight as to what you did talk about? Well, so the the focus was about the the various roles that we play when we uh, own a small business. Obviously, we play role of owner because, well, we're the owner, but. As the owner, there's also some other roles that we have to play, and one of those roles is leader, and one of those roles is manager. And understanding the distinctions between those roles, the way I often think about it is 
having three different hats, you know, one that says owner, one that says leader, one that says manager, and knowing, you know, which hat do you want to be putting on at any given time, given whatever the specific circumstances are. Because often what I have found in working with small business owners is they kind of conflate all three of them. But I think keeping a a clear vision of what each of those roles is and using those roles very distinctly really helps uh, make your business run smoother, helps your employees have a clearer uh, understanding of what their ex- what is expected of them, you know, within their roles in the business, um, and it allows you to be a little more focused. Now, in some cases, people will decide they don't want to have all three roles, and they may end up hiring someone to be one of the other roles. Usually, they don't hire someone to be an owner, but maybe leader, <laughs> maybe manager, uh, and yep. so part of that is is thinking about all of those aspects. So we're going to discuss these. Congrats, everyone. Sit down. Enjoy evening with us. Let me give you a heads up ahead of time so that you can go and learn more about this person who's going to join us. Her name is Gwen Bortner, and it's G-W-E-N-B-O-R-T-N-E-R. Website is GwenBortner.com. I have that right? That is correct. That's exactly all, all correct. So we'll look forward to having Gwen when we get together next time. Look her up, and now we'll go back to our guest for tonight. So I love have, finding these people and reading these articles. I, I just I think this is so neat that for over a decade now, we find people who have areas of expertise. They'll volunteer to come and sit with us an hour and talk to us about stuff. And once in a while, we find someone like our special Renaissance man here who keeps making return trips because he keeps coming up with more things that are relevant to our business that we need to do. Uh, Ron, another shot at it, please. Tell everybody where to find you. Uh, The phone number to reach me is 607-731-5990. And the email address is ronf, R-O-N-F, like in Friedman, at FBC, like Friedman Business Consulting, then the dash or minus sign, LLC, like Limited Liability Corporation, dot com. So let's go back to our discussion about uh, SCORE. I can work with a person face-to-face, Correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, I can work with a person by telephone or by Skype or Zoom. Absolutely. That's within the, okay. Yes. Uh, I can uh, attend and participate in webinars. Uh, do webinars have a cost to them? Correct. Okay. But you said it's it's a minimal cost. Uh if I want to know about the webinars, am I going somewhere on the score.org website to uh, get my name on a list to get invitations, or how do I get invited to the or get national the national ones will come once you register with SCORE to you, and you can see some of them on the website if you dig down. But once you are registered with a, or assigned to a local chapter, each chapter does their own emailing and will should be uh, communicating with you about all their seminars or, and or webinars on there. So I'm like on the email list for, as I said, two different scores that I volunteer for. And I would say weekly, twice weekly, I'm getting emails of things that are within the next week or two that uh, I may want to consider. Uh, and I know uh, if you go to each one of them also has their own specific website, and they will usually list um, all the ongoing and future events. So you can see a bit of a calendar, uh, and I would think every SCORE chapter website, assuming they're staying current. You know, Obviously, I, uh, I'm not in the SCORE leadership, and I'm not the one that's uh, surveying 
the, uh, uh, the entire web of SCORE chapters, uh, but I know the ones that I work with uh, keep things pretty well up to date. So the, the webinars out there, you can listen to them like you're doing tonight, listening to a, a live webinar if you catch the right date and time. Uh, and also like ours, the SCORE uh, webinars are usually, am I correct, usually or always recorded and uh, available on, on websites. Yes, there are some to, that are recorded uh, on there. Uh, they are sometimes do, um, uh, almost they did a virtual trade show a few times. And that was out on the website for a while. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, so th there's different things that they try to do um, out there. But really, the, to me, the best is you know, seminars, meeting people, networking, being able to ask questions, and mentoring. Uh, because there's feedback. There's immediate feedback. It really, I believe, helps people's memory too when they're working with someone, um, you know, one-on-one, -on -one because there's note-taking, there's memories of the environment, the language that's being used, the everything. When we're able to stimulate more of our senses than just one of, of hearing, you know, uh, we have more likely to remember it and utilize it. So the advantage I see here, using that example from early in tonight's program, was here was a guy, and he's not alone, because I, I know some of these people who do this stuff. This guy has, is paying a sizable chunk of money to get a pre-recorded message from somebody and, re, and read an article that this person puts out, but with score you're going to partner up with somebody who's going to be your mentor. And when you have a question, you get to ask that question and talk to that person, um, which begs for this question of you, Ron. If I am your mentee and you are my mentor, and I got a question about my business, do I have access to you? Can I, can I call you and write you or yeah. email you or whatever yeah. it is and just say, hey, Ron, happen to think about this. When you have time in the next day or two, would you get back to me, that type of thing? Each SCORE mentor decides, you know, how and the best way to contact them is. Uh, in my case, uh, I tell my uh, clients, call, text, email. Uh, email, I think, is one of the best ones if you're okay with me getting back to you within, you know, late in the day or next day or something like that. Uh, because I like it that they can send me things, they can, they get their thoughts together on there. But uh, certainly they can call, they can uh, do that. But again, each score mentor has their own time on there. Certain score chapters uh, um, set requirements to be a volunteer that you have to volunteer a certain amount of time each month. I mean. Uh, they're not necessarily going to kick you out, but they really ask you to, you know, do 10 or 20 hours a month of volunteering for the chapter in one capacity or another. Uh, others don't have that. And so people may be, and there are some, not all SCORE volunteers are retired. Some are still working. So that puts a different level of maybe communication uh, frequency with your mentor. Okay. Uh, so let's ask this question for someone who is a business owner and says, I could help someone else. And I, I think this is a valuable thing to do. Realize those of us who are in business, business has been good to you. Your community has been good to you. You've made money off of this. This is for you to be a, a chance like, like a Ron. You got treated well by the industry there's someone else coming along, it's uh, pay it forward, help someone come along. But I'll ask this question, which uh, someone's out there thinking, they're going to volunteer. In the event that in today's world, people who get crazy about things, as a mentor, are you insured by SCORE for what you do? 
That's an interesting question on there. I know there's a couple national laws about, you know, volunteering and, like, rescuing someone and things like that. Uh, this is advice on there, and because there's no money changing hands, um, I don't believe there's any requirement on it. You're just giving advice. You're not selling any service on there. Um, I don't think uh, someone that is signing up for SCORE is signing uh, some type of letter saying they won't hold SCORE accountable for anything. I've not been on the, as I said, the other side of SCORE needing to mentor anyone. But no, uh, I don't know of any business insurance or anything else that I have or been requested to have or that, that, that covers me. But that is certainly an interesting question. But because I think there's no, in my opinion, because there's no money changing hands or goods or promises of goods or, or remuneration of any sort. And, you know, I said that's the conflict of interest statement that uh, we all sign that when we volunteer, um, I think that should clear that all. Okay. Last item, because we, we've got about three minutes left on the night. Tell us a bit about the course on demand program that SCORE has. Let me, I don't know it, but I'm going to check it out as we talk. And I will uh, answer one more question. If someone's looking to volunteer, what they should do is contact their, uh, well, either on the website there's a tab for volunteering. The second place I would go, if they know of this local SCORE chapter, contact them directly. Uh, and most chapters are constantly in need of volunteers on there. It is uh, um, if people, uh, you know, demand if we're growing chapters more and more businesses, the economy is good, people are you know, starting up businesses, growing their businesses, so demand for our talent is there, and people do retire from SCORE also. Um, and the, Let me the, show you a statistic right quick. You ready for this one? This is a SCORE mm -hmm. statistic. Last year, 2018, mentors of SCORE helped 32,387 people get their new business started. As a result of this, 135,687 jobs were created. And two out of three clients of SCORE mentors say that they increased their revenue after having worked with a SCORE mentor. That's pretty amazing. That sounds good to me. <laughs> so you want to finish up with our course on demand point and, uh, yeah, and we'll uh, take you to the house for the night? You go in, it's a weekly thing, and there are live webinars. It looks like uh, the next one is on December 5th. Uh, fun is powerful. Uh, transform your creative ideas into innovation and profit. December 10th, technical strategies for your nonprofit success. So we deal with profit business and nonprofit businesses. There are SCORE volunteers, mentors that are experts in both types of businesses. And they have another one December 12th, how to win buyers and influence sales with value. So these are out there uh, frequently, and it's just click and register for these live webinars. And it's amazing what you do with the help of these people. Just think, here's a someone out there sitting who says, I'd be glad to help you, to be the big brother, the big sister, to help your business and, and where you're going and what you're going to do. And Our guest tonight, yep. mm -hmm. yeah, no, one knows, no one knows who you are or what you're doing. Uh, our guest tonight has been Ron Friedman. Ron, you know, I always appreciate you coming and being on the show. It's, it's fun for me but it's always informative. There's always something that you bring that helps. And uh, on behalf of everyone who listens to the show, thank you. Thank you for helping. Thank you for being a SCORE volunteer as you are. Thank you, Tom, for this service that you provide to our family of businesses uh, that are trying to grow America. 
That's it. We, we are the backbone. This is Thursday, November 21st, 2019, Small Business Conversations. Our guest is Ron Friedman. Ron, last call. Tell them where to find you. Uh, phone number is 607-731-5990, and email is ronf, R-O-N-F, at F-B-C, dash, or minus sign, L-L-C, dot com. And that's it for tonight's show. Everyone, glad you were with us. We had a great time. Hope you did too. It has been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests next month right here on Small Business Conversations from Profits Plus Solutions. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Visit our website to learn more about us at ProfitsPlus.org. There, you will find our catalog of small business conversations, articles and advisories, news, meeting planners, calculators, and resources. Also, we invite you to connect with Profits Plus Solutions on our various social media channels. Please like or connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, SlideShare, Twitter, and YouTube. We have links to all our social media channels on our homepage at ProfitsPlus.org. Thank you for joining us.